What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your friendly neighborhood, Mr. Reese, also known as Reese the Poet. And I want to welcome you to another episode of The Reset, where I believe in perspective, purpose, and people. Value equals vision, and breathing don't count as living. It's more than motivation, it's change. You know what I'm saying? So, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are having a great week. Uh, I know obviously things are continuing to be, <laughs> things continue to get more and more absurd. I mean, I was talking to somebody earlier and I said, man, think about 2020. We've had, you know, the pandemic, which some say it's a pandemic. Some say it's a scamdemic and there's just so much misinformation just flying around. And some stats say that things are getting better. Some th- stats say that things are getting worse and you know, and so then you go from the pandemic and then you turn into the protests and you have protests and social injustice and people and anarchists and cities being taken under siege and buildings and communities burning and politics going crazy. Political affiliations are dividing the nation left and right. And oh, yeah, can't forget the murder hornets that are mysteriously making their way into society release the murder hornets and then you turn around on top of the murder hornets and then you have the uh controversy with the nba and kyrie irving says that we should make our own nba league and separate from everyone then you have the uh increase in just craziness um is very interesting and then of course we can't forget the recent events with uh, Bubba Wallace with the uh, apparent noose that was found in his garage only to find out that it really wasn't a noose it was actually the pull down from the garage door and it turns out that this could be a hoax or a mistake or a fake or but it became a national incident we jumped to conclusions the whole world stopped and surrounded in support of this man and some people say well even if it wasn't really a hate crime you know still okay well i I mean what do we do i mean you know you have oh and then don't forget we have the now uh police officers walking off the jobs and leaving their precincts and saying if you don't want us then fine we'll leave (sighs) oh and i can't forget the aliens right the ufos you know randomly that story pops back up again since everyone's kind of crazy let's talk about ufos now too so i mean the, the world is getting pretty um pretty ridiculous you have uh celebrities that are um taking responsibility for their whiteness and uh, people are uh, i don't know i i think it's I, I think there's a whole lot of things going on but and, and i think i have a I've been doing a lot of thinking. I think I have a good breakdown of what we are dealing with. I mean, I talked about it a little bit with relative truth and all of those things, but I'm going to break it down in a minute. But before I do that, uh, say you have a voice and say you want to start your own podcast with all of the things going on. I'm sure people have a lot to say. People want to share their story, share their truth. Well, their truth, it's interesting. Anyway, say you want to share your story. Well, I highly recommend that you use Captivate. That is the host that I'm with. If you come to my Captivate player, you will see the Captivate button and you can click it and it will take you to Captivate and they will take care of you, get you all set up. And that is my personal affiliation link. So they will take care of you. Also, if you're interested, you can go to reachthepoet.com and you can support what we do here. We've got all kinds of projects. There's music projects coming down the pipe. There's the podcast. There's truth projects. There's youth projects. There's do projects. All right, there's no do projects. It just rhymed. But working on a lot of things. So if you want to put your support in, if you want to be a part of that, then please go to the website, check it out, and you can donate there uh, to the cause. Now, 
That being said, let's get this party started. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm actually feeling, I'm actually feeling really good today. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of energy going on because I, I'm, I'm realizing more and more that, as I said in the last, you know, two or three episodes, I'm realizing more and more that, man, we are, whoo, we are definitely in a, we are, we are towing a place that I don't think we've ever really been before, just psychologically. As a nation, as a people, we are we are stepping into waters that I don't think have ever really been crossed. We're coming into lands and, and, and psychological lands and places that, that I don't think has ever really been seen. We've seen shades of it, but now it's in full effect. The cancel culture, the truth is what? There is no truth. There is only opinion, um, agenda. I think I mentioned before, we need more people and less politicians. We need more authenticity and less agendas. You know, we need, um, we need humanity. You know, we need us to, we, we need to get back to what it means truly to be human, to find purpose and meaning and care for one another simply because you exist. Um, but it makes me think of this. It makes me think about, my father used to always say, um, the American Idol Society. And I realized that. I said, wait a minute, I'm challenging people to be more human and to live in truth and things. But then I realized everything that we live is a lie. I realized that we live in the American Idol society where it's all just a, it's almost like a big game show. I mean, think about this. Let me just, just put this in perspective. You know, as the American Idol society, you know, we, we spend billions on makeup and cosmetic products to alter our appearance in hopes that we can be more attractive and appealing to the eye. We, I mean, we turn, then we turn to science and surgery to correct or enhance those things that the mascara and hairspray can't cover. We add filters and colors and frames to enhance our social media pictures, and we use endless amounts of digital touch-up software to remove and mask the flaws that one would argue make us human. We censor our words and walk on eggshells not to offend. We enable that which is wrong for the idea of popularity and approval. I mean, we avoid our own thoughts, morality, and identity by diving into the depths of the latest fads and hot topics, the shade room, celebrity gossip, and reality TV shows. We are addicted to the imaginary popularity of a growing Instagram following and a thousand shares on Twitter. The coveted aspiration is to be a YouTuber or a celebrity Instagram famous for the sole purpose that someone may know and appreciate us. We cling to the, we cling to ideologies and traditions simply because that's just what we've always done. With no real connection or even understanding of that which we stand for. Oh, here's one. Wait, wait, wait. We fight for injustice at our own convenience. Or, or, or when it's trending. Hmm. Let me say that again. We fight for injustice at our own convenience. Or when it's trending. You know what's worse than that is that all the while we commit the greatest injustice. The greatest injustice. Is fighting from a place of ignorance. Many people are fighting with no real idea what they fight for. I mean, that, that right there is dangerous. I mean, think about it. To just fight to be fighting just because 
you just see other people fighting and you have no idea why you're fighting. You're just going to fight just because you're fighting. And then you find out that what you're fighting for could be wrong. But that will require truth and we don't want that either. I mean, we, I mean, we're so fickle as a humanity. We're so fickle as a society. We just bounce back and forth to whatever's the latest thing. I mean, we keep season tickets to every bandwagon. You know, I got a buddy of mine, which I just, you know, I just shake my head. You know, he's a big LeBron James fan. He's one of those LeBron James fans that LeBron can do no wrong. You know, it's like whatever. Oh, uh, he's on this team. All right, I'm voting for this team. He's on that team. Oh, I'm voting for that team. You know, whatever LeBron's doing, I'm I'm jumping around. What? Come on now. I mean, I get it. You can like a player, but dang, you know. And then you have people who even worse than that. They just hop on whatever team is winning. Whatever team is winning. Mm. Looks like they're winning, so I'm going to go over here. Looks like they're winning because I'm going to go over here. Oh, what if we apply this to actual, you know, topics? What if I just hop on whatever the latest trending uh, social justice thing is happening? I'm going to jump on that train. Oh, well, that's fading out, so I'm going to jump onto this train. Or, oh, um, how about relationships? Ooh. This is the person that's interesting right now, so I'm going to jump on them. But they're interesting over here, so I'm going to jump over here. I mean, we're... We just bounce back and forth. I mean, we we simply indulge in image and greed. In our music, in our finances, our relationships, we desire love, but cling to selfishness. We, I mean, think about it. We even lie to our loved ones and call it loyalty. Hmm. In case you didn't know, loyalty and honesty are not synonymous. I mean, think about it. You realize that someone can be absolutely loyal to your relationship. And they will lie straight to your face. Not out of malicious behavior, but because the truth could jeopardize that which they hold so dear. They know the truth will hurt you. The truth might put, might put odds between you. And so because they don't want to do that, they just keep lying to you. They keep rolling with you. They keep agreeing with you. And that is not a real relationship. I mean, think about it and then let's not even talk about the fact that i mean we use drugs to give us false escape from our real problems only for those problems to return 10 times worse and so we jump back into the drugs again we use people to satisfy our loneliness knowing that the attention is what we want but not the attachment that they often desire we constantly occupy our minds with endless entertainment debate and carnal exploration Some bury themselves in the pursuit of wealth or success or money, you know, riches. But in the end, they only live to work. And while inside, they're dying to live. And oftentimes, those things that you hold so dear, that you're working so hard for, you get them and then that's it. And it's often unfulfilling. We, oh, and this is the big one. We turn to smartphones and artificial intelligence to avoid the hard work and sweat equity of thinking, fostering real relationships, being human. Hmm. Hmm. We turn to smartphones and artificial intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. Most people can't even, can't, people can't even remember numbers anymore. People can't think. Personally, I think the education system needs to change. I think one of the biggest challenge, I think one of the biggest issues we face that nobody seems to really be focused on is the education system. The education system has failed us. 
I mean, our children are, 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 are <laughs> yeah, I work with teenagers and I mean, nothing against them. There are, I mean, there are some that are really sharp, but they're not being, they're being taught what to think as opposed to how to think. And if I just tell you what to think, you will never actually grow. You will continue to be what I've told you to be. You will continue to do what I tell you to do. You will walk the path that I tell you you're supposed to walk and you'll never be able to make a decision for yourself. Like my father used to always say, man, he'd say, look, if you don't do your thinking, somebody's going to definitely do it for you. But that's what we teach our kids in these education systems. That's what we, that's what we tell them. Just teach to the test. Real relationships. Think about it. We have whole relationships on social media. Whole thing, whole relationships on social media. You, you, you don't even know this person. You never met this person, or maybe you met them once. They like your picture, and that means they like you. And and and, and somebody else likes their picture. And oh, you're cheating. I mean, think about it. Think about how shallow we become. Hmm. Our humanity and civility is limited to. Posting a hashtag on our social, uh, our, our media profile pictures. Hashtag love. Hashtag social justice. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag uh, pray for Paris and this and that. But in reality, you ain't praying for nobody. In reality, you don't really believe that. In reality, you're just doing it because you know you'll get some likes. What are you actually doing to help that cause? What are you actually doing? See, we want the accolade without the action. That's the world we live in. I think Simon Sinek, he said, uh, this generation, one of the things about the generation is we told them they can have, be, and do anything that they want without any of the accountability, responsibility that comes with it. And now mind you, don't get me wrong, I'm not... I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm not saying this is all, you know, people. But I'm saying that the there is an overwhelming, um, it's almost like a vibe. It's just an overwhelming spirit. It's like you go around, it's like, man, there's such just selfishness. Like we we want to be seen, but we don't want to actually do anything. We want the riches without the work. We want the love without the compromise and sacrifice. We we want justice without truth. We want or we want freedom without truth. And the truth is, ooh, I, you know, and I'm not even gonna get there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get there in a second. I, I mean, but but why why do we think about it? Why do we live like this? And, and I was doing some thinking. I said, man, how do we get here? I mean, obviously everybody has, you know, their own, once again, their own beliefs. Obviously, I believe that it's just a, it's a spiritual aspect. But I mean, think about this. Why? Then I thought about it. I said, it's simple. We have to do this. We have to bury our heads in the sands of culture and politics and success and society. We have to do that. Because it's really a means of self-distraction. We're distracting ourselves from the hard truth of our own depravity. The hard truth of our own emptiness. The hard truth that we just don't really know what to do. We, we live in a world of YOLO, but YOLO gives you really a lack of meaning, lack of purpose. If I'm just living just to be living. Like I say earlier, man, breathing don't count as living. Think about it. I mean, in fact, think about it. Due to the shift in culture, the truth, 
Truth itself has become more foe than friend. I mean, think about it. We say we strive for tolerance, yet embrace the cancel culture. <laughs> we equate, we're walking paradoxes like oxymorons. We equate disagreement with attack. Conversations to cultivate growth become battlefields. The truth hurts, and instead of seeing it like, you know, the pain of exercising and muscle development, you know, we, we see it as assault. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Even worse, we see pain or conflict as wrong. And in the end, truth and civility are two of the greatest casualties in this war. I need you guys to understand something. I, and, and I wrote this down. Like I said, all this was in my, I wrote this down. It was in my, my quiet time, you know, really just pondering what to say to you all and, you know, pondering the world and, and society and really, you know, pondering what I believe and uh, looking at contrasting to what other people believe and things. And I realized that the chaos in our world is not the result of an inherently corrupted government, political party, elites, victimhood, greed, racism, hatred, division, pain, or intolerance. So these are all simply symptoms. These are just contributing factors and outcomes of the true culprit. And if you're still wondering who is responsible for our current disposition, you need look no further than in the mirror. That's reality. Like that's the, that is the truth that we, that is the so-called truth that we live. That's the hard truth that we don't want to hear. I mean, think about it. We talk about how much we fight for things. We, we talk about how much we, you know, we want, we want so much. But what is it that we actually want? What we actually want is freedom. Freedom from oppression, freedom from hurt, freedom from pain. We want, we want freedom. We want to live. We want happiness. We want joy. And the truth is that what we actually want is peace. Peace is what we're searching for. I heard it said uh, some time ago, and it was, in the end, we realize that man cannot find peace with his brother because he is not at peace with himself. And it continues on to say, uh, the rest of the quote says, you know, and he is not peace with himself because he is not at peace with God. You know, in some debate over the existence of God. And, but I would say this, I would say if you equate God to an actual moral standard, a standard of this does not waver. That this is the truth no matter what. And everything else is bounced off of that. Like I said in my last podcast, I mean, the truth is not deterred by anything that you feel or experience, whatever case is. The truth is the truth. And you have the duty or you have the ability to accept it or not. Because we fight that concept, we fight that idea we fight that belief. No, my truth is my truth is my truth is re your truth and my truth cannot be the same. No, no, no. Truth is truth. Then there's your experience. See what I'm saying? Your experience 
can shape the way your experience can shape your perspective, but it doesn't change the truth. You know, it's interesting. We live in a world. Um, we, we live in a world where um, it's very similar to a situation that I remember that, you know, back in the day, there was a great exchange uh, for those who like literature, for those who like moments in history, any of those things. There's a great exchange between uh, Pontius Pilate uh, and, and many people have kind of spoke on this and relates to the generation. But uh, Pontius Pilate, um, you know, he was a Ro- Roman uh, governor um, for the Judeo area for the over the Jews and things like that. And. There's a great exchange. He's doing his normal life and everything is just going like normal until one day he is approached with a man that he is called and asked to judge by the name of Jesus. He doesn't know this man. He doesn't know anything about this man. All he knows is that there is a vehemently angry, a vehemently, uh, angrily uh, enraged mob that is coming to him saying we want you to judge him he is a blasphemer they have they're accusing him of all of these things and they're i mean the the you you would think man this dude must be guilty and so they begin to they have their exchange and do most of it jesus doesn't say much but pon just asks him a few questions and you know he he asked him, you know, are you the king of the Jews? Are you a king? And he says, well, my king is not, of the, my kingdom is not of this world, you know, uh, but it is true, as you said, you know, uh, is this, is this the truth? And, and one of the questions that Pontius says, and I believe in a very sarcastic manner, because he realized the emptiness and the depravity of human beings and, and that politics and, and judgments often are more opinion than truth-based. And he asked, and I would imagine a very, deep but sarcastic way what is truth what is truth truth is dead truth does not exist truth is truth is relative truth is who has the best opinion truth is who has the most power who has the most money and i hammer this because i need us to get this If you want to be successful in your life, if you want to truly make an impact, if you want to live a legacy life, if you want a life that matters, it has to be founded on truth. If you want true freedom, you need truth. I don't don't know how else to say it. I think the reason that we're here where we are today is because we have no truth. It is only agenda. We have to make a decision. Are we going to choose what we feel and experience? Or are we going to choose the truth? And as I said before, truth isn't always comfortable. It doesn't always make you feel good. You know, I mean, think about this. I mean, you know, I, and I was, <laughs> I mean, you look at the situation right now. You, I mean, you've got so much misinformation going on. You have people jumping to conclusions at every little wind and turn, like we talked about earlier with, with Mr. Wallace, with Bubba Wallace and the whole situation. Like I said, we I don't know what happened, but based off the investigation, they came up and said it wasn't real, wasn't real. But think about it. All it and, and and here's the thing I do know is he never even apparently saw it. He never even saw the actual noose itself. He heard, he was told. And it blew up and literally turned into a national incident. I mean, 
what kind of world is that? What kind of world do we live in where that is? Dang. All right. I don't know why that happened again. I'm about to fix that. But, I mean, what a world. What a world. The truth is that we want freedom, peace, but it cannot come without truth. We have to embrace the truth, man. I mean, the truth has become like a foe to us, literally. It's an enemy. What? How dare you? How dare you say that? It's the truth. I remember I watched an exchange between, um, oh, shoot. Oh, darn it. Um, there was an exchange. I can't remember the name of the reporter, but there was an exchange between, um, I think it was Ben Shapiro, and everybody has their opinions on Ben Shapiro, and he was on a talk show when they were talking about, you know, uh, you know, trans and so on and so forth. And, you know, Ben essentially stands on the principle of, you know, you have every right to believe what you want to believe or feel the way you feel. And, you know, you, you can do that. That's fine. But scientifically or anatomically, you know, the uh, reporter, the reporter was a man who, um, you know, was formerly married and all these things. But he um, transitioned uh, into a lifestyle of a woman. He, you know, he, you know, now has had his, you know, changes happen. He's gone through the process. Um, and, it, well, I don't know the full process he's gone through. I'm not into the details of that, but what I do know is he transitioned to the life of a woman now. And so during the interview, Ben Shapiro kept referring to him to, kept referring to him, you know, as he, um, because scientifically and anatomically, it, you know, he was a he. And so, he began to get berated by the people on the council saying he was being insensitive and he was being, you know, that's not right and that's wrong to say that, you know, he is a she, he or she is a he. And it's a, it's a bit confusing to say the least. Um, but ultimately his stance was, look, I have nothing against you choosing whatever lifestyle you want to choose. I have nothing against how you feel. I'm not saying anything against that. What I'm saying is that scientifically the truth is that you are a man. That, that, that physically, mentally is different, emotionally is different, all, but physically you are anatomically a man. That's the truth. And what happened was, and, and like I said, people have their different opinions and I'm not here to talk about that. But what I am here to say is that what I saw was the, the I mean, the, the, the rage that came out. I mean, to the point where the uh, reporter, uh, who was a very large individual, you know, he's 6'2", or whatever case he is, um, you know, he's pretty hefty, you know, he's got some weight on him. He reaches over and grabs Ben Shapiro by the back of his neck and threatens him and says that, oh, you know, if you don't start, you know, whatever case is, you're going to be leaving here in a body bag or in an ambulance or whatever. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Whoa. And I think Ben replied snarky, like, wow, that's very professional for a debate, whatever case is. I mean, when, when we begin to attack each other, for a difference in belief, when we begin to, when it becomes personal, wait a minute, I'm just stating to you my opinion. This is, this is just my understanding. This is, I mean, this is the fact. And when that becomes the situation that we find ourselves in, where I state to you a fact and now your response is violence or your response is uh, anger and personal attacks to me, well, then we can't have a real conversation. And if we can't have a real conversation, we can't be civil, uh, we will never grow. 
But that stems, that stems from the fact that there is no standard. There's no standard truth of morality. There's no standard truth of understanding that I am a human, you are a human. Let's talk. And how do we grow societies? We have conversation. Here's the facts. We can both look at the facts and decide what we want. We live in, I mean, we live in a, a wild world, man. And the truth is, until we find truth, there is no freedom. You know, we always talk about, um, uh, I mean, we've heard the, yeah, we've heard the term. You know, we've heard it said so many different times, the truth shall set you free. And we'll say that to our friends that are doing something stupid. We'll say that to our, uh, the people say it in church. You know, you'll see it in, in movies. Hey, look, you know, the truth will set you free. You know, we say that so cleverly and so loosely and frivolously, but do we really know what that means? Because if I were to flip it and give it another different meaning, a deeper meaning, what if I flipped it and said there is no freedom without truth? You see, there's, if I tell you the truth will set you free, it's like, okay, well, here's, you know, if you find the truth, it'll set you free. But if I say there is no freedom without truth, well, now that makes me look within myself because then I'm kind of insinuating that I am free. I mean, <laughs> look, the reality is, is that there is no freedom without truth. There is only the illusion of freedom crafted by the lies we believe. We will live lives enslaved to the chains of that which we do not know and we choose to ignore. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is the world that we live in, y'all. Yeah. It's crazy, right? But what's even crazier is the fact that you have the power to change it. But it's going to require you to cast off the chains of your past opinions and perspectives and embrace truth. Make the difference. The world is ours for the taking. But we must first be willing to embrace truth. We have to be willing to let go of who we once were to become who all we might be. The world is waiting. So I leave you with this. For it is by the power of truth that I conquer the universe. We got this. Rise up.